Welcome to the Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast, our first episode of 2021. I'm really excited this week to be bringing you the preview of the Tournament of Champions that's taking place over in Hawaii. In what should be, theoretically, no promises at all here, an easier event to pick apart than some of the others that we face on the PGA Tour, given that well, this week we're looking at 40 players as opposed to trying to dissect 140 players. However, there is a caveat to that, I guess, in terms of the fact that there is less places on offer with companies, maybe less anomalies and easier for bookmakers to to price up. So let's kick off this week's action. And uh, I'm just going to give you a quick breakdown of what we're going to look into in this episode. Those of, the, those of you that are familiar uh, with previous episodes will know that I like to do a preview of the skill sets I believe required to win this week. So again, we'll be looking at providing a picture of what skills are going to be required to get over the line and lift the first trophy of 2021. We'll look back at historic data from the, from the, uh, from the track, um, see if there's any, uh, you know, obvious standout areas that are key to success this week, whether that be length off the tee, putting, strokes gained approach, etc. And we'll look to build you a picture of what the, the winner and those that are going to challenge the winner are, are, are going to have to um, stand out at this week. Following on from that, we'll have a look at the top of the market and see if there's any obvious value. But more importantly, I think, to look at those players that potentially price their own reputation and aren't quite ready to to get off to a flyer in 2021. I have some quite strong views on that. So I'm looking forward to sharing those with you. Then we'll obviously look at the middle of the market and the bottom end, the outsiders of the market to see if that we can extract any value. Given that we have some enhanced place terms with the likes of William Hill, Paddy Power and Betfred, who are all going six places this week, as opposed to the standard five on offer by the majority of firms. So without further ado, I'm going to kick off and get into this week's um, first part of skill sets required to be successful at the Tournament of Champions 2021. So let's take a look at what the key stats will be to determine the winner of the 2021 Tournament of Champions. So I think if we look at uh, the historic performances of players who've been successful at this track, they've done a few things very well. Um, and there's other areas of the game that are just not as important at the plantation course as they will be for other courses that we look to dissect on the PGA Tour throughout 2021. So, just to break, run through these quickly and break them down into you know a few key areas: driving distance, accuracy, approach, play around the green, and putting. The driving distance and driving accuracy. I'm going to combine as one for for the purpose of today's podcast. And um, you know, driving distance on tour is without doubt a, a benefit to to all of those that hit it long and far and straight. And going into the green with a lesser club is an advantage over those that can't do so. However, I don't think that it's going to be a determining factor this week. And it's certainly not going to be one that I uh, use to break down my final selections. And, you know, if I'm stuck on a player or two, I won't be looking at their driving distance to, to make that final decision. Um, it's obviously something that... Uh, 
it has you know is important in all courses but not one that's going to weigh too much in my decision making process this week and i don't believe it should in yours either but more importantly driving accuracy should definitely not play a part in your decision making process this week so do not worry if your player has uh, a tendency to hit it right left sideways diagonals or even backwards because driving accuracy if we look at the past performance of successful players at the plantation course, has never been in that important. In fact, uh, less important than nearly any other course on the PGA Tour. I'm sure there'll be people out there that can correct me on that, but it'll certainly be in the top uh, five in terms of uh, least important. So, again, you know, players like Patrick Reed, who aren't the greatest off the tee, don't hit it the furthest, would I be ruling them out this week? Definitely not. I'll come on to give some reasons as to why. Obviously, the historic performance speaks for itself. But one of the key areas for me this week and one of the most important factors will be those that have strong strokes gained around the green performance, both at the course and over recent times. So I want a player here that's coming in highly motivated, wants to get their year off to a good start, has good past performance at the plantation course, and he's showing that the game's sharp in terms of around the green because I don't think you can get away with your game being off around the greens this week, which we'll, uh, I'll come on to talk about when I preview the top of the market. Has some strong thoughts on, on, on that area alone. Putting will always be a factor, and it is every week, week in, week out on the tour, and this week will be no different. In fact, it's probably more of a factor here uh, that, than some other courses that, that will come across throughout the year, which focus more on ball striking. Um, again, I don't think ball striking approach play is a, a critical factor this week. Players that play well off the tee um, and approach the you know approach the greens well all week, they're going to be there and thereabouts at the top of the leaderboard. But uh, at a course like this, there are going to be times when you definitely have to rely on your short game and you're going to have to put well and hole out well. And so for me, that's why this week. When making my final selections, and I encourage you to, you know, to think this way yourselves, is that are my players performing around the green, and you know, are they putting well from from ten foot inwards? Are, are they holding out well? Because that's going to be the key facts, stats, key facts, the key stats in getting getting you across the line this week. So I'm looking for a player. Yeah, he hits it far. Um, not so bothered about the direction in terms of his driving accuracy. Uh, obviously, I want to be playing off the fairways, but it's not going to be a critical factor as the rough's not so so deep over in uh, the plantation course, if there is any at all. Um, so I'm looking for a player that hits it far, has decent approach plays, but most importantly, he's tuned in around the greens in terms of his uh, recent current form, and he's putting well uh, in terms of his recent current form. And I think that uh, those... Those two or three attributes um, combined with the approach play around the green and putting will, will be uh, key to success this week. So when making your final selections, I encourage you to not consider driving performance or total driving performance this week. I think uh, look outside of those uh, th that stats or those two or three stats that make that, that combination stats. So now we have a feel for the um, attributes that I'm looking for this week in the players. Let's get into the market and let's look at the top of the market. So we're going to look at the first five players in the market, the six to one to ten to one range. So this includes Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Xander Shoffley and Bryson DeChambeau. 
And I have some quite strong thoughts on this section um, and uh, they may come to bite me in the bum. And that is that I am going to be uh, laying Bryson DeChambeau this week. I'll be laying him. I will also be laying him for top five finish and I will be fading, fading him in all of my DraftKings lineups. Let me tell you why. I just don't believe that his short game is elite level. So when I look at the skill set required this week, as I touched upon uh, in the previous segment, I believe that, you know, strokes gained around the uh, uh, green and putting and approach play are going to be the three characteristics that determine uh, who's successful this week. And when I look at the top of the market, do I think that he is the best in those areas? Uh, and if he's not the best, is he in the best form? And the answer to both questions is no. I don't think he's the best uh, around the green at putting or approach play. Uh, I don't think he's in the best form in those categories either, which may give me the reason to consider him. So therefore, at 9-1, to 10-1 to one across the board, I'm happy to lay Bryson DeChambeau this week and get him in the book, and I'll be fading him definitely on DraftKings. He won't be making any of my lineups. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a massive Bryson fan, maybe one of his biggest fans of Bryson that there possibly is. So it's reluctantly that I leave him alone this week, but I just think that there'll be other weeks throughout the year where his game sets up better. Um, another one that I'll be leaving alone at the top of the market, uh, Dustin Johnson. Even though he's had 10 top 10s going back to 2011 in this tournament, uh, I think two of the years they actually missed out, uh, didn't uh, didn't uh, didn't attend um the event 2012 and 2015 but in the in that period he's had two wins he's had a sixth a seventh a fourth and a tenth so it goes without saying that he uh he comes off a break well he plays the course well um and he'll be there and thereabouts come the end of the week uh, so those wanting to include him in the DraftKings lineup i wouldn't put you off but at six to one five to one eleven to two across the board He's just not for me this week, and I'll be saving my money on Dustin for, for another time. So, who does that leave me with? It leaves Justin Thomas, uh, John Rahm uh, at the top of the market, alongside um, Xander Schofle. So, let's start with JT. I will be on JT this week in certainly my DraftKings lineups, and when I come to make the final selections uh, later in the week, he will be paramount in my thoughts. Why? Let me tell you. I think JT has the best short game in the world, bar none. When he's on song, I'd say it's the best in the world, definitely. Uh, but he's certainly top five on a consistent basis, in my view. He makes it look so easy. And this week, coming off a break and where a course that we know um, shows a tendency to, to need a good short game, looking at historic performance, I want JT in my DraftKings lineups and potentially want him on board come the end of the week. At the top of the market, he's certainly one that I'm leaning towards for those reasons. Uh, he's also got a tremendous record here with two wins and a third in the last five years. So it's an event that you know he's historically performed really well at. He's got the skill sets required um, to, to win this week uh, from a data perspective from where I'm looking at in terms of historic data and historic trends. And uh, he's also a winner. And what he just loves winning golf tournaments. Uh, he wants to break records. He's a determined uh, character. 
Uh, I think he gets uh, fed up when other when they talk about others in the press. So for me, JT will be highly motivated to get 2021 off to a great start. He's got the game for it, and um, I can see him being uh, I can see him being there there and thereabouts come Sunday. Same actually can be said for for John Rahm, who elite short game. Uh, he's finished in the top 10 in each of his three visits to the course. Uh, I think he had his second in his debut 2018, uh, 2019 uh, top 10. And then again, 2020, uh, he was, uh, I think he actually finished 10th. Uh, he did. He finished 10th. So, you know, John, John Rahm's going to be there and thereabouts come the end of the week. Um, I'm not sure he'll carry my money though. Um, I've not, I'm not fully made up my mind up on John. I wouldn't put anyone off backing him if he's a favourite of yours. Uh, he's definitely got the skill sets required. I don't think there is a weakness in John Rahm's game. He hits it miles. He hits it straight. His approach play is elite. His bunker play is incredible. He's around the game. He's just incredible. So look, I'm not going to put anyone off John Rahm, but he won't be for me. And another, uh, another that I will be fading though, definitely Xander. Like. He's he's won here. He finished second last year. He loves the no cut events and the small and the small fields. He's got a good record in them. I just think he's well over uh, overpriced or underpriced, whichever way you look at it. He's well underpriced by the market all the time. You know, for him to be nine to one this week, um, this it, it, it's just not for me. I just. I just can't see him how he's a nine to one shot. Um, I think he's constantly overrated by the market. He's not won that many golf tournaments. He's yet to win the big ones. So when we look at the other players in the uh, at the top of the market, major champion DJ, major champion times a few JT, major champion Bryson, major champion Patrick Reed, Xander. You know he's not been there and done it yet, and bought that T-shirt. And for me, I can let him go at nine to one, ten to one. See how he uh, performs uh, th- throughout the the season, and maybe get on the major bandwagon. I'm very fortunate in the fact that I've never backed him for any of the majors when he's priced at fourteen to one, as he has been for about the past six of them. And um, and so maybe I've got some credits there if I do want to fire some bullets on him later this year. Um, with an inkling towards his local course in Torrey Pines might be consideration and um, the US Open this year being played at uh, a coastal venue. I think uh, he plays the wind quite well, low low ball flight um, and things, but just not for me this week. So at the top of the market, um, my preference definitely would lean towards Justin Thomas and John Rahm out of the five that are up there. So that middle band that we look, like to look at of around, let's have a look where it starts this week. It starts at Patrick Reed at 16 to 1, 14 to 1 in places. And we'll take this all the way through to the 50 to 1 uh, price band. So between the 14 and 15 to 50 to 1 prices, um, let's have a look at some of the players that, that we believe will, will have a standout chance this week. And it brings me to the... Uh, well, first of my selection, in fact, two selections. So my first selection uh, for this weekend, bets already placed, is Hideki Matsuyama. Um, I love Hideki. Um, <laughs> he he promises so much, delivers so little at times. Um, but one of the things that I want to point out on Hideki and one of the reasons as to why I'll be backing him this week 
people have this um, misconception, in my view, that he is um, only a ball striker, that he's, uh, you know, his approach game is the key to his success. Yes, it is. He's an elite level ball striker, top five in the world when he's on song without a shadow of a doubt. However, what goes under the radar week in, week out, and if we look back all of his 2020 um, statistics, I've not checked them. I'm saying this from memory, but his short game, um, a scrambling, strokes gained around the green, is world class. There is not many players in the world that scramble better than Hideki. And this week, it's going to be important. Not only that, I think he's highly motivated. I think he had a you know an injury prone late 2019, early 2020. Um, form started to kick into gear back end of 2020. Um, you know, competing in some real big events and and showing some some glimpses of form that you know t- had him talked about as a major champion or you know multi major champion that's never you know that, that's never quite f- fulfilled its potential just yet. But third back here in debut 2015, second in 2017, fourth in 2018, not been back since. Coming in fit, highly motivated, player that has an amazing short game, great approach. Driving accuracy probably is his weakness. This week, not an important factor at all. Like I said earlier on, can probably sit backwards and still uh, compete this week. It's not, um, it's a course that's set up for him. And um, I'm keen for him to have some of my money this week at 20 to 1, 18 to 1 on the fixed odds. So 18 to 1, six places, William Hill. He is my first pick or was um, as soon as the markets opened. uh, I'd had my eye on him for some time um, and uh, I've certainly uh, dialed in on on, uh, Hideki. So, I think you're just quickly glancing through the players in this section. Um, you've got Patrick Cantlay, Webb Simpson, Victor Hovland, Tony Finau, Colin Marikawa, Dan Berger, all at the 20 to 25 to 1 range. Um, look, all of these players can go well this week. They've all got uh, they've all got incredible games, hence the reason they're playing in this event in the first place. Won last year. Uh, or made it to the top 30 of the Tour Championships and had an extended invite. Um, just a few reasons, as, I guess, as to as to as to why um, you know I won't be playing some of them. Uh, Victor Hovland, a, a good example. Short game for me is going to be important this week, and I just don't think Victor's short game is elite level um, at all just yet. In fact. Um, <laughs> It concerns me for the future of his career. There's so many players when I look at them and think, yeah, ball striking. Hideki would be an example. The amount of times Hideki, people, people have talked about Hideki being a major champion. If you went back to 2014, 15, 16, when he was reeling off wins, I think at one point he won three events in a row back end, back end of 2018. Uh, everyone's talking about him as a major champion. Challenged uh, on some of you know uh, some of the hardest tracks. Great record at places such as Arizona, where it's a you know ball striking paradise, tough test. You know major type setups, but he's never got it done. Um, well, Victor Hovland for me is one that I've got a close eye on because his ball striking is elite. His driving is elite. Um, 
but is his putting and is his short game and is his mentality? So, at 20 to 1 this week, uh, when you look at players in and around him, an example would be Hideki, Patrick Reed, major champion, won at the course. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, to give him a, to give him a miss. Um, same actually can be said for Tony Finnell. Um Tony's been in this event once with a top 10. Um, he's going to have loads of wedges this week. He's going to, he, he's probably going to go close, but can I see him getting over the line in such a competitive event that will require, you know, a short game to be on song and putting to be on song, certainly looking at historic uh, data performance that they've been key stats. Uh, and I just don't think he's got it with the flat stick or with the short game. So, you know, easy fades for me in that mid range where, you know, people will get carried away with, you know, uh, uh, the, just their past the, their past performance of, of top fives and tens and things. People often auto bet Tony. He's certainly one that I'll be um you know I'll be giving a miss this week in my DraftKings lineups and certainly in my outright selections. Uh, player that I uh, don't think I won an event last year but snuck into the field. Scotty Scheffler. Um, he's due a win. Scotty is due a win. Um. You know, he performed so well throughout last year without getting over the line. Um, going to sound silly if he did get over the line now. I just don't think he did off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, Scotty's somebody that I've got. I've had a quick look at. Um, I haven't made a final call on at all, but he's certainly someone that, um, you know, I wouldn't put anyone off. He's, his ball strikes incredible. His driving is incredible. Bit of hot and cold with the putter and the short game. So, you know, basing on what I've said off, uh, you know, Tony Finnout and, um, and Victor Hovland, maybe there'll be better weeks for to come for Scotty. Um, same can be said for Harris English, actually, who I'll be keeping a close eye on this year. His performance and trajectory throughout 2020 was really good. He got on to, um, he, he got much more consistent with his game. His ball striking is incredible and his driving is incredible, always has been actually. But he got much more consistent with every part of his game last year. And I'll be hoping to see if he, or be looking forward to see if he can continue that trajectory into 2021. And if so, it wouldn't be a surprise if he made some of my major portfolios throughout the year. But, in that, you know, again, won't be for me this week. Um, Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin will certainly be making my staking plans in uh, for future events, but not this week. And same can be said for Sungjae. Um, 40 to 1, though, um, with six places on offer. You know, certainly wouldn't be putting, putting you off. Um, I wouldn't be putting you off at all, and you know there's every chance that, that that they can make a run at it with six places to go at, getting nearly ten to one the place. Um, it's uh, certainly something to to be considered, just not for me. So, let's jump in to the bottom of the market and some of the outsiders. So let's have a look at that fifty to one and above price range, taking us all the way out from players like Cameron Champ, Abraham Answer to Nick Taylor, who is the rank outsider at 400 to 1. So I usually like to have a good look at this section, certainly uh, throughout the year at other PGA Tour events. Uh, there'll be uh, times when there'll be two or three selections made from the above 50 to 1 category, but I just don't see a winner coming from, from this far out uh, this week. Uh, eight of the top 10 in the world are, are in attendance, and I expect the winner to come from one of those, if I'm being honest. But for those of you that are building 
DraftKings lineups and want some more speculative plays, I'm going to run through a few of the players that uh, I believe um, potentially uh, have some value or underrated by, by the market um, in, in this uh, price range. So the first of those would be Kevin Kisner. He is as low as 40 to 1 with some companies, but 60 to, 66 to 1 in the majority of places and um, with six places on offer. And Kevin's uh, Kiz is someone that uh, I've always got a keen eye on. Um, I just love his attitude uh, and also love his game. Um, I suppose the concern is this week his driving accuracy is of literally no importance to success uh, at this golf course if we look at previous events. And um, that's something that would be strongly in his favour if it was an important category. But at the same time, the categories I do think are important, as we've touched on, is going to be strokes gained around the green, scrambling, putting, and obviously approach play is important every week. And I think Kev has a good, um, a good solid game in the in those departments. Um, is it good enough to go and beat some of the top players in the world, um, on you know on the back of a break? And you know he is somebody that if you follow him on social media and uh, and through the foreplay podcast and things like that, he's somebody that. You know, quite a social guy, uh, loves his beers, loves his time off and his family time. And it might just be that he's not fully tuned up for this week. But 66 to 1, with big prizes to play for this year in the US Ryder Cup team and things like that, it wouldn't be surprising if uh, Kev uh, is uh, is tuned up and raring to go this week. So I wouldn't put him off, I wouldn't put you off backing him in places or building him into your DraftKings lineups. So one player here that will make my DraftKings lineups in this section for sure and potentially make an outright bet at uh, a later stage this week is Carlos Ortiz. Um, reasons being, I think it'll be a low scoring this week. It, it traditionally has been at this event unless the wind gets up. It can be anything minus 20s. So I think that type of test suits um, suits someone like Carlos and also... Um, you know, as I've touched on numerous times now, you're probably <laughs> bored of hearing it, but I do think that that scrambling game, strokes gained around the green, and putting will be key this week. And he comes out in the top five in my trackers for scrambling and strokes gained around the green, uh, going back to October, which is you know, it's you know, it's going to be an important stat this week. So if he can get off to a hot start. Um, potentially could fight into one of those top six places for a quite tasty play, uh, you know, a payout on the place only part. I'm not sure he's got enough to to get over the line and win the event, which is why he'll be forming the DraftKings lineups for sure. But will he make it into some of the bigger um, or into an outright pick? I'm not yet convinced. And finally, in this section, uh, there's so many players that we could talk about, um, but I've had an eye on him for a about two or three months now, Mackenzie Hughes, 125 to 1 with six places. I just feel that that's too big a price, and I think that he might get a small stake, uh, half point each way or something like that, quarter point each way. Um, 125 to 1 in the form of his life will be motivated uh, to uh, to be here this week, will be motivated to, to uh, you know, perform as well as he can. And he's in the form of his life, really. Uh, and oh, is he, But he's certainly showing consistency, which is something that he hadn't shown in his early parts of his career. So, And, um, you know, 125 to 1 with six places, that is something that is worth considering for everyone out there. Um, 
those further down the list, Schraub, Swafford, Gay, uh, Wierenski, Nick Taylor, not for me this week um, at all. So, I, like I've touched upon, I do think the winner will come from the top of the market, the eight of the top ten in the world in attendance with Tyrrell Hatton and Rory being absent. I think that uh, the winner will come from those. My only outright selection so far is Hideki Matsuyama. Justin Thomas is under close consideration and most likely will make a bet uh, later this week. And um, as touched upon, um, Patrick Reed potentially comes into consideration. Scotty Scheffler comes into consideration. And Carlos Ortiz from the outright bet. Um, not sure that um, the... That the, that the event can be won by one of the big outsiders personally. So, you know, my encouragement this week is to, you know, look at your favourites at the top of the market. If you're struggling to decide who to break your you know, choices down by, then you know, really do consider scrambling strokes gained around the green and putting if you're uh, able to access any data then that, that shares those, then, you know, d do use those. I think that, that that'll help you nail down your final selections. Um, I'll be back later in the week for a review of the two balls um, that, that'll be, or three balls that'll be taking place uh, early part of the week. And um, maybe with an updated halfway pick on Saturday, depending on how the portfolio looks. So as ever, thank you all for listening. And uh, let's hope that we can get off to a great start in 2021. I'll look to bring you weekly podcasts where we'll stick to a similar format of, uh, you know, key attributes, look at the market, some DraftKings commentary, and then the final selections. Uh, I'll also be posting these on social media, the final selections. So please do follow at GingerBets on Twitter and Instagram. And also download the GingerBets betting podcast into your iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher accounts to get the latest notifications of when podcasts are released. And uh, thank you for listening and uh, look forward to, to, to bringing you more of this throughout 2021.